On today's episode of the Productivity Podcast, I'm talking about how to do more focused work. Welcome to The Productivity Show, the show that gets you where you want to be fast. Smash your goals and achieve more with actionable, easy-to-follow advice and become a Jedi Master of Productivity. And now, introducing your host, Paul Miners. What is up, guys? Hey, how are you? Thank you for tuning in to this episode of The Productivity Podcast. Uh, I appreciate your time and your attention listening today because I know how valuable those things are. And today I've got a solo episode for you. I am talking about how to get more focused work done. How do we find the time to do more of this focused work? And this is a special episode because the show notes for this episode, they can be found at paulminers.com slash 29. But the detailed like article that usually accompanies my solo episodes is actually going to be found at uh, productivityist.com where I've written a guest post. And so this article with everything I'm discussing, the links, they're all actually up on Productivityist. So um, I'll have a link to that from my website and in the podcast notes for you so you can check that out. Now, to get into today's discussion, how to do more focused work. I'm sure you've had this feeling. It's a very, very common problem. You know, you have a big project that you're working on or a big task that's going to require like a decent amount of your energy and your attention. And you feel like the only way to do a good job getting this this work done is to really get stuck into it and you need to kind of get into the zone. But creating the right conditions to do this work is almost impossible because there are an endless number of things designed and destined to distract you and ruin this precious focused work time. And creating the right conditions for this focused work is really hard. In fact, it's one of the most common problems I hear about when it comes to personal productivity. I hear it all the time from people who sign up to my email list. I ask them, hey, what are you what are you struggling with? And, and a very, very common response is, oh, I'm just getting so distracted. I sit down and I have a good plan in place and I just get distracted and I can't do any focused work. In fact, in Cal Newport's book, Deep Work, uh, Cal talks about how the average worker spends roughly an hour a day doing this kind of focused work. But that's not very much. Like, if you think about it, that's what, five hours a week? That's less than 13% of your kind of contracted 40-hour work week. Surely that can't be right. But if you think about it, how many of your eight hours in your working day are, are you really engaged in work that you know, you're, you're producing really good results without getting distracted. And when you factor in all the toilet breaks and trips to the water cooler and unnecessary conversations and quickly checking Facebook, it's not a stretch to think that this fact could in fact be true. And so creating the right conditions to support focused work is essential if we want to get more of the important stuff done. And that's exactly what I'm going to talk about today. And uh, to start with, I think it's important that we define what focused work really is. And uh, the, the inspiration for this article came about not only from people asking, you, asking me, but there was a great article published on Medium a couple of weeks or a couple of months ago by a Google employee, uh, Jeremiah Dillon. And in this article, Jeremiah tells the story of how he emailed his colleagues requesting that they reconsider how they manage their time. The email had the subject line, if you don't have time to read this, read it twice. And uh, I don't know about you, but um, if that email came into my inbox, I would definitely click on and uh, open that email. And Jeremiah goes on to, in, in his email, he discusses the two different styles of worker. He talks about the maker and the manager. It's been said there are two paradigms to scheduling, the manager and the maker. 
The manager's day is cut into 30-minute intervals, and they change what they're doing every half hour. The maker's day is different. They need to make, to create, to build. But before that, they need to think. The most effective way for them to use time is in half-day or full-day blocks. And uh, yeah, I really love this idea. Uh, check out the link in the um, on the blog post. It's a really simple idea, and I bet if you think about it, you could put yourself into one of these categories fairly easily, either the maker or the manager. And the article argues that we all need to have enough make time, as this is where the magic happens. You know, this is where we actually get the real work done. And this email had such a great impact um, and uh, shared around a lot. Google actually made it into an awesome video. So I've got the link for that up on the blog as well. Check that out. Um, so why do we actually need this focus time? Why can't we all just be managers? And uh, why, why do we actually need time to focus? Well, setting aside time, um, setting aside a set amount of time in our busy schedule for focused work or, the, or this make time it is really important because this is where the rubber meets the road. It's when all of the planning, the organizing, all of that stops and the actual work can take the front seat. You know, with a lot of what we talk about in productivity, we talk about managing our workload and planning and scheduling and, and we're kind of, this is all the, the organizing stuff, the planning where you're, where you're working out when everything's going to get done. Well, focus time is when you actually do those things that you've just planned about. And uh, in Cal, Cal Newport's book, Deep Work, um, he defines deep work uh, with a mathematical um, formula, an equation. And he defines it like this. He says, high quality work produced equals, here we go, time spent multiplied by the intensity of focus. So if you want to get more quality work done, you need to either spend more time on those things or you need to increase the focus, your ability to focus. And so it stands to reason that if you double your focus intensity, you will in effect halve the amount of time that you need to complete a task to achieve the same outcome. Or if you just worked for the same amount of time and you doubled your focus, you would get twice as much done. And so I hope you can see how focused work would go hand in hand with the ability to produce good results. You know, if you can focus more, you can increase your intensity of focus. You don't have to spend as long doing tasks or you can produce better results as, as an outcome. So I hope you can see clearly now what focus is, focused work is and why it's so important. So what's actually preventing us from achieving focused work more often? Well, in order to get into the zone and improve your focus intensity, you need to address a number of distractions because these distractions are, I, I think of them as like family members. You know, you love spending time with them. Distractions are very tempting, but it's still important to have alone time once in a while. And so some common distractions I feel are other people. And these, these are like your kids, if you, if you have kids. They're probably the most common distraction and arguably the hardest to control because you can, can't control what other people do, often like how you can't control your kids. Um, hence why in this email, Jeremiah chose to send an email to his colleagues, colleagues asking them to respect his make time because he wanted to try and get them under control a bit more. We've got social media, which is a bit like uh, like your spouse and uh, or your partner. And I, I think of it like this, you know, with, with so many tweets, articles, videos, snaps, and, and other great things to keep up with, um, it's no wonder we get distracted during the day. Similar to how with your spouse or your partner, 
you have a number of projects that you're you're working on with them um, as part of your life as you're living together you know you're working on the house you've got your health and fitness you're doing you've got your their family your family um, you, you've got a lot of stuff that you balance with your spouse and a lot of different ways you need to um, work with your spouse on these things kind of like how there's all these different types of social media and um, yeah if, if you want to get more focused work done you can't give too much of your attention to one single thing uh, you really need to kind of rein in your your self-control and and not be too not let your height your attention be hijacked by these things and then we've got email which is kind of like the sneaky cousin this is this is the sneaky cousin um, of social media because email pretends to be important and, and sometimes it is but if we give it too much attention, um, email will abuse our time and disrupt focus work. It's, and uh, it's much better to manage email in intervals throughout the day. Um, don't fall into the trap of thinking that email is the most important thing to be spending time on. That's why it's sneaky, because it, it's, it's a sneaky one that tricks you into thinking uh, and helping you. It tricks you into thinking like you're being productive. Meetings, again, very sneaky. They're kind of like the loud uncle. Uh, meetings often waste a lot of time uh, when not properly managed or planned. Um, and before you accept your next invite to a meeting, question the purpose of the meeting, the amount of time that you need, and whether you even need to be there. And then finally, we have um, small and easy tasks. And I uh, think of this like it's, like it's like the mum in the family. Sometimes when everything gets a bit too much, it's nice to just return home to some of mum's home cooking. And uh, it's a bit like, yeah, similar to ticking off lots of small, easy tasks. It's just a nice, easy, easy thing to default to. And it creates this like false sense of productivity. And yes, th these things need to be done. But because they're easy, they're often uh, done before focused work as a way of postponing the more difficult work. And so um, they can be a bit of a distraction in that sense. So how do you actually spend more time on focused work? Here we go. This is the really nitty gritty bit, the bit that you've been waiting for. So number one, schedule your make time. This is a very quick and easy way of committing to a certain amount of, of focused work or, or make time every week. And as, as Jeremiah requested when he emailed his colleagues, he actually said, I have make time on my calendar. Please don't schedule over it. And I promise to do my best not to schedule over yours. And so let's say that you want to spend at least 10 hours, of, uh, 10 hours a week um, doing this kind of focused work. And that's not a tall order. 10 hours, that's a quarter of your working week, um, two hours a day. You can pretty easily block this off on your calendar. Um, and for even more effect, I would suggest you set it to repeat to happen at the same time every day. And that way your colleagues will come to learn that this is your time when you shouldn't be disturbed. And you get into that habit, habit as well. And you'll, you'll get into the habit of doing your focused work at the same time, and it'll be easier to sustain. If you use Google Calendar with, with colleagues, um, you can view one another's calendars. And if you don't want them to see the details of your calendar, you can just set the, the event details to private. So it shows that you're busy, but it doesn't actually show what you're doing. So that's just a nice way of blocking off a, a section of time every day. And if people see that to repeat every day, people are clearly going to see that, look, Paul is not to be disturbed during this time. Number two, you need to eliminate the distractions. And uh, it's a bit like... Before a doctor can um, treat a problem, they need to diagnose the illness. And so this is why I suggest whenever you get distracted, make a list of the things that are grabbing your attention. Every time something distracts you again, add a tally next to that thing. So if you get distracted by Twitter, write it down. And then the next time you get distracted, uh, mark a tally and gradually count how many times Twitter distracts you during the day or the week. And this allows you to work out what's distracting you and then which of those items on the list are more distracting than others. 
And uh, if you're still not sure, you can use an app like Rescue Time to track your website and app usage on your computer to get a nice, like, clear picture of where you're spending the most time when you're on your computer online. And once you understand the problem, once you understand what's distracting you, that's when you can take steps to eliminate the problem. And so like if social media is the culprit, you can look at using a website blocker, uh, something like Stay Focused or Self Control, which is a, we've got Google Chrome or Mac apps that you can use. If the problem is other people, try talking to them or copy Jeremiah's email and send it to them. The key here, the real, what I'm trying to get to with all this is that you need to identify the causes of your distractions first so that you can then take steps to remove them from the equation. And with fewer distractions, you can focus more and uh, just decrease the overall amount of time that you need to complete a task. Number three, uh, you can change up your environment. And uh, productivity guru Julia Roy had a great article on this recently on Fast Company um, where she talks about having work-only zones. And she talks about you shouldn't take your laptop to bed and watch Netflix in bed and, and do email in bed because then it gets very hard to sleep because you start to mentally associate going to bed with email and Netflix. Bed should going to bed should be purely um, sleep, and and that's going to help you to get into a nice um, sleep routine. And so I'm thinking, what about as well as work only zones? What about focus only zones? Can you find somewhere which you can associate with doing this deep focused work, and then go there every time you want to get some some decent work done? And so if you if you work in an office, is there somewhere you can go? Perhaps like a small meeting room you can book out for a short period of time. Or maybe you have like a, a favorite coffee shop or a library that you can go to to um, just find some space where you're on your own. And if you're in a coffee shop surrounded by people you don't know, it's pretty unlikely people are going to come up to you and distract you. And so changing your environment like this helps you to remove a lot of the, distract the distractions that would otherwise hijack your attention. It's also a great visual cue to other people. So if, you're, if you go to like a small meeting room in your office separate from your normal workspace, people can clearly see that you've gone there for a reason and you probably don't want to be disturbed. And finally, I also like listening to instrumental music or movie soundtracks, basically anything without lyrics as a way of blocking out distractions and noise um, and other people's conversations as well. This is another way I like to just alter my environment. And so I've got some links to some of my favorite uh, albums and soundtracks, which you can check out on the show notes for this episode. Number four, uh, how to stay focused is to align your focused work with prime time. And what I mean by this is that we all have different times that we work really well. So, and finding your most productive time, um, which we call prime time, and aligning this with your focus time is kind of, it's the recipe for success. And so when, to, to find your prime time, to find that time when you're working best, you need to think about, well, when do you feel best? Um, when are you in the best state of mind? And that's gonna be when you can get that focused work done. Maybe it's in the morning. Uh, maybe you wake up and you, that's when you can do a lot of your focused work. But if you wake up slowly and you need a coffee, you really need to ramp up into your day, maybe it's going to be midday or early afternoon. So find when you feel the best. You also need to um, find some uninterrupted silence. And so you should have a think about uh, getting to work maybe a little bit earlier so that you can um, enjoy some silence and use that to your benefit to get some more focused work done. So silence is really important. And so just think about what times of the day can you find silence within your day? And then finally, um, when are you less likely to make excuses? So Friday afternoon is never a good time to do focused work. Um, it's, it's actually a pretty valid excuse. You know, energy is always dipping at the end of the week. 
But what about like a Wednesday morning at 9am or, uh, you know, midweek when motivation and energy is peaking, that can be a really great time to work. And there's really no excuse for not getting stuff done during this time. Number five, my final tip for uh, getting more focused work done is to get the managers on board. Not just your actual managers, but all the people that act like managers by breaking up their day into these small chunks and constantly changing their plan. Um, if these people are distracting you, then you need to talk to them. Explain that you'd like to get more focused work done and um, that they should really have no excuse for this. Or, or Sorry, they shouldn't be able to get angry at you for this because you're asking them to give you the space to do good quality work. So don't worry about like upsetting anyone. And who knows, you might even be able to teach them a thing or two about getting more focused work done. And just explain to them um, as well, you know, when they come up to you and say, hey, do you have five minutes? It actually often takes way longer than five minutes to refocus after being distracted like that. And, and let's face it, often those five minute conversations end up more like 10 or 15 minutes. So just ask that they refrain from doing that as well. And getting these people on board is really key if you want to make sure the managers in your workplace aren't dragging you into unnecessary meetings and just stealing small blocks of your time throughout the day. And so that's it. Those are my top tips for getting more focused work done. If you have any more that you'd like to add, please add a comment to the show notes for this episode on productivityist.com. And just some key takeaways. I'm just going to recap the main points that I've discussed. Uh, Firstly, remember that everyone needs to spend time on focused work or make time in order to get the most important and high impact tasks done. Number two, you need to... um, Eliminate the distractions that interrupt your focused work. And and this really starts with identifying the most common distractions and websites and apps and people and habits that are kind of hijacking your attention. Uh, You should schedule time to do your focused work and make sure this aligns with when you feel the most productive and align it with your prime time. If possible, find a new environment where you can get stuck into your focused work without being distracted. And finally, get your friends, your colleagues, your spouse, whoever you need to on board with the plan to make sure that they know uh, when you should be left alone. This is really important. My name is Paul Miners, and thank you for listening to this episode of The Productivity Podcast. For me, productivity is a tool for getting more out of life. I believe that if you can be more effective and efficient, not just at work, but in everything that you do, that this, I truly believe, is the pathway to a happier and more fulfilling lifestyle. Join me at paulminers.com and sign up to my free email course, The 7-Day Productivity Plan, to learn more about my approach to productivity and how I balance multiple projects, uh, how I use different apps within my productivity system, and how I get more done with less stress. If you've enjoyed this episode, I'd really appreciate if you could leave me a review. Let me know if you have any questions or what you'd like to learn more about. And who knows, maybe I'll decide to talk about it on the show. Thanks again for listening, and I'll catch you next time on The Productivity Podcast.